हरिओं नम सर्वेभ्य अद्वैत चिंतन स्वागतम नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य वक्रतुंड महाकाय सूर्यकोटि सभ निर्विघ्न कुर मे देंकु सर्वदा शंकर शंकराचार्यम केशव बादरायण सूत्रवाशीत वंदे भगवतरो गुरुरात्मे मूर्तिद विवाकिने व्योमवत्याय दक्षिणाूर्त नम आचार्येन्द्रिन्मुद्रनंदमूर्ति स्वात्मादिणाूर्तिमीडे वडविडवीपे भूमिवागे निषण्णम सकल मुनिजनाताभुवन गुरमीशं दक्षिणाूर्ति जनन मरण दुखेदक्ष नमा चिंत्रोन्मूले वृद्धाशिष्या गुरुर्युवा गुरोस्तु मौन व्याख्यान शिष्यास्तु छिन्न संशया निदेशे बवरोगिना गुरवे सर्वोकाना दक्षिणाूर्त नम ओं नम प्रणवाताय शुद्ध ज्ञानकमूर्त निर्मलाय प्रशांताय दक्षिणाूर्त नम चिदोदनाय महेशा वडमूल निवासी सच्चिदानंदय दक्षिणाूर्त नम ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मे मूर्तिद विभागिने व्योमवत्याय दक्षिणाूर्तनगरीदृश्यमानगरीदृश्यम स्वात्मेवाद्वस्मगुमूर्त नमदिणाूर्त बीजस्यांदरिवांगुरो जगदीदर्विकन मयाकलना वैचिचित्रीत मयावीव विजृंभयोगी वयस्वेया तस्म श्रीगुरमूर्त नमदिणाूर्त यस्पुरण सदात्मकमसत्कसते साक्षात्मसी वेदवजसा यो बोधयश्रिता 
ಯಚ್ಚಾಚಾತ್ಕರಣಾತ್ಭವೇಗ್ನಪುನರಾವೃತ್ತಿರ್ಭವಾಂಬೋನಿದೌ ಜಾನೀತಿತಮೇವಾಂತಮನುಭಾತಿಯೇತತ್ಸಮಸ್ತಗತ್ ತಸ್ಮೈಗುರುಮೂರ್ತ ನಮಯಿತಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೂರ್ತ ಸೊ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಇಂಟು ದ ಫೋರ್ತ್ ಸ್ತೋತ್ರ ಆಫ್ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೂರ್ತಿ ಸ್ತೋತ್ರ ನಾನಾಛಿದ್ರ ಗಡಸ್ಥಿತ ಮಹಾದೀಪ ಪ್ರಭಾಸ್ವರಂಜಾನೀತಿಪಾಂಧಮೂರ್ತಿದ್ರ Nana means multiple, Chidra means whole, Ghataha means pot, Udaraha means bellied. So a pot of the belly which has got many holes. Tatrasthita, Dana Chidra Gadodarasthita means placed inside that Mahadeepa Prabha. Vaswaram. Mahadipa means it's a, a lamp which is a brightly shining. Here the Maha doesn't mean that the size of the lamp. It is the brilliance of the lamp. Mahadipa, Deva Prabha, Vaswaram, how it is shining. Jnanam, knowledge or awareness, Yasyatu, which, which is ಚಕ್ಷುರಾಧಿಕರಣದ್ವಾರ ಥ್ರೂ ದ ಕರಣ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರೂಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಚಕ್ಷು ಆದಿ ಲೈಕ್ ದ ಫೈವ್ ಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ಗನ್ಸ್ ಬಹಿ ಸ್ಪಂದತೆ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಪಲ್ಸೈಟಿಂಗ್ ಆರ್ ಯುನೋ ಫ್ಲೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಔಟ್ವರ್ಡ್ ಬಹಿ ಸ್ಪಂದತೆ ದೆನ್ ಜಾನಿ ದೆನ್ ದಟ್ jnanam when it hits the objects janami i know i am knowing the object iti when it happens tameva that itself is bandam shining anubhati even the reflections of that that means the light which is going from the hole when it falls on an object the object is enlightened by the light which is falling it with a, therefore the light from the object is being observed by the pot so bandam anubadi etat samastam in the same way samastam jagat the whole world is being apprehended or known to us and one who is explained to me or and made it clear to me by tatmai shri na guru murtaye namaitam drishnamurtaye so here 
we have to understand that this is the principle of what Sankhya and how the knowledge is happening in their philosophy. So that is borrowed here more or less in a slightly modified way. So that refutation will come in the subsequent Vartikas. What it says is that from a lake, when you cut a channel and let the water flow into a field, the water will occupy the field whatever may be the shape of that. If it is rectangle, it is rectangle. If it is square, it is square. If it is circular, oblong, whatever may be the shape of the field, it, it occupies that shape of the object, uh, that field. In the same way, the knowledge, when it proceeds through the sense organs of perception, the awareness percolates onto the object and cognizes the object in the aspect of the instrument from which it is going. For example, if it is going from the eyes, it can only perceive the form and the colors of it, but not anything like, you know, its touch or smell or any other aspects of it. But if it is an object which has got the other aspects, it can the, the eyes can see the name and the, the the form and the colors. It also can comprehend the other aspects like you know the sense of touch, whether it is soft or hard or like that. By when we touch it, that is another sense organ is involved in it. Now, if it is producing a sound, like for example it is a blue bird or a, a colorful bird which is make, singing a song. The eyes will see the shape of the bird, the colors and the, fun, the way in which it is moving, etc., movement, etc. But the sound produced by the bird will be heard by the ears. So each of the instrument acts like a pose through which the awareness is percolating outside and when it is in contact with the object, the object becomes engulfed in the knowledge or awareness. Now, whether the object, why it is being engulfed and becoming an object of awareness, we will come to that in the, in the Vartigas, which is dealing it in detail. But for us, now the thing is that in the same way, when I say Janami, I know about any object. I am the one which is enlightening the object and the object as a reciprocal Anubadi is reflecting back my awareness because it is there in the object also. Evam etat samastam jagat all the object of the world of perception or the world of cognition or whatever may be the what we are experiencing in the whole world is a process like this. This is how it is being explained in this stotra. So when it is being seen it is that we have now two aspects. Janami 
that means I am the one who is knowing and I am also getting the, uh, the meaning that I know that I am knowing it. There is another, another knowledge also within me, myself, which is saying that I also know that I am seeing. It is not only that I am seeing, but I also have an awareness of within myself that I am seeing. I am just taking one of the uh, sense organ. So when I see an object, it is not that I see the object, I also have an awareness which is called the I am seeing. That is what is called the Anubhadis. That it has to come from the object. So one, one is lightening the, enlightening the object, the same day reciprocal from the object to make me feel that I am the one who is knowing it. So that is also there my presence as a knower is made available by the object which is reflecting the awareness. It is not actually a reflection of the awareness. We will come to that at the white what is exactly happening. So we have now the, both the aspect that there is a self-awareness in the process of every cognition. So this is how the this thing is it. Now the, there is an objection to it by the from the you know Vedas. So what does it say? Swataha Santaha Prakashande Bhava Gadapadadayaha Na Ishwarasya Samaveshadi Sameva Shadityesya Eta Yuttaram Uchade Samaveshadi Asya Uttaram Uchade. So what does it say? Swataha Sandha. They are all self-existent. The pot and the cloth or the objects in the world or the phenomena of the world outside doesn't need the observer for their existence and you know their uh, their their own uh, entity. So therefore, you cannot say that the Chaitanya from the observer or the Ishura, here they are using the word Ishura here, Samaveshya, Samaveshati. So it is the one which is entering in the pot or like you know, Nana Chitra Katavutara, that from the light from the pot is entering or falling on the object. It is nothing like that. The objects are self-existent and therefore there, there is no need of an Ishvara to shine them or to know them. There is nothing called this type of an activity which is called is being refuted by the you know the opponent. So for that, the answer is being given by the uh, next vartiga, which is saying that ahamiti anusandatha janamiti na chetspurayet kasyako va prakasheta jagat cha syat sushuptavat. Now he is objecting to the statement by, by the opponent. If the objective consciousness and that I know it is from my my statement that I know the object, 
same way if the objects by itself also has got that there is nothing to shine or to home shine the whole world would have become as if our experience of our deep sleep tyat sushuptavat because in the sushupti what is happening we are all we are, we are present in the that that chaitanya is present in us as a deep sleeper but the world of objects are not there so the objection to the opponent statement is being said that if the object doesn't need my presence or my awareness for its existence or for their being available for the knowledge then the it should happen even when i am asleep it should be available to me i'm not talking about available to others the third party no if the world of objects were independent for their own existence and awareness without my awareness then the object should be even available even when i am in the deep sleep but that is not happening so it is a prerequisite tameva bandham anubadi sarva only when i perceive an object the object become perceivable otherwise the object is there or not is at all a matter of cognition for me then it happens similar to my deep sleep and not only that in the next vartiga it will it will further say that if that is the case everything will have to have a independent awareness which is residing in the in the pot and each one will be exclusive to itself there will not be any what you call shared experience what we call it as a shared experience so what does it say so it says goes to say said prag urdham cha asatam satvam vartamane api na sasvatah tasmad isho sthitam satvam prag urdhatvam vivarjite the non existent past in the present the future cannot exist in the beaching adau antau cha yadnasti madhye tadatah in the mandukya karit says that which is not the in the past not there in the future if it is being experienced in the in the middle middling then that is not which is sat that which is not is permanent in nature like the snake appearing in a rope what happens is that the rope the snake was not there before and when the knowledge came that it was a rope the snake was not there so but in between we did experience a snake phenomena there or that spot so what happened in between even though it happened it it has no independent existence unless i felt that the snake was there it may be my error in cognition or a misapprehension but even there the i as a as an observer is mandatory even in such a case that only in my presence there even the misunderstanding or that but 
in such a case because it doesn't have a past or a future it is not permanent or it is not something which is real like the Ishura. Ishura is the one which has got or the awareness was you cannot say awareness was not there before or awareness was, is not there after but in between in the awareness when the object becomes observable the object which is getting the awareness has to depend upon the awareness of the observer not that it has an independent awareness that independent awareness will never be a what you call a real a thing a, a permanent existence or permanent awareness only when the awareness from the Chaitanya is giving it a Chaitanya or a awareness it becomes an object of awareness this is that Prag Urdhvatvam Vivarjitam so there is nothing called before and after that Swayamayava Prakasheran Jada Yedi Vineshwaram Vina Ishwaram Sarvam Sarvasya Baseta Nava Baseta Kinchana Swayamayava Prakasheran suppose every object has got its own capability to capability to uh, uh, be aware of things like the jada in the in the case of a jada object mean where the pot mountain rock tree etc jada prakasheran if they are all self illumining in nature Vina Ishwaram, Vina Chaitanyam, here Ishwara doesn't mean the Ishwara which we are talking about. Vina Ishwaram means Vina the Chaitanyam, without the Chaitanya. Sarvam Sarvasya Vaseda. Then there will be only, you know, what you call an awareness residing in each of those objects per se. But one cannot be an object and at the same time subject. So, Sarvasya Bhaseta Nava Bhaseta Sarvakinchana. In that case, what happens is that the meaning said is that if the insentient objects were to shine by themselves independent of Ishura, either everything would present itself to everyone's consciousness or nothing at all would be present in itself to the consciousness. Therefore, the whole world world would have been in one level, either all-knowing or totally not knowing. So, tasmat sarvam atnyam sarvatnyam atnyam va jagat syad ekarupatakam. Therefore, it is saying that if it, they, all of them had that, the same awareness of the, the observer, there is no object. The object also becomes a subject. Now, when here is one something which we are have to really analyze it properly. Between two sentient beings, for example, one human being observing another human being. When we are observing another human being, we think that the other human being is sentient. But what we are observing in the other human being is not his sentiency but his insentient aspects of his body. 
we can never be cognizing, cognizing the awareness of the resident awareness which the other person is observing us because I am an object to you, you are an object to me. So my objectiveness of you doesn't ob include your awareness. What I am objectifying is other than the awareness aspect of the sentient being, but sentiency per se is not being observed by me. Same way when you are observing me, you are observing my physical aspects or my sound or my the way I look at or the, my movement. These are all related to maybe as a as a kriya or as an action you may observe it. But my sentiency as an awareness with which I also know you is never an object for your cognition. Therefore, it is that is why the Tameva Bandham Anubadi Sarvam is that word that by the consciousness is required in the individuals to know the world is to know any, everything. What we are knowing in that awareness is not awareness aspect of it, but the insentient aspects of the object through the karanas, through the sense organs. But when it is happening as aham janami, I, I know that I am, I am seeing and I know that I am seeing, there is a difference between the two. In the case, the I know that I am seeing is not reside, residing in the object. That is residing in myself. But when I am seeing an object, I am seeing the insentient aspects of the object or the appearance and things like that. But when that object becomes known to me, there is a awareness which is reflecting in, in my consciousness, which is with which I am saying I am aware of the object. And therefore, I become the, the, the what you call repository or where the awareness is residing. Therefore, in such cases what happens, if that is not the case and is as the opponent says, everything has got you know its own awareness, then what happens, there are only two possibilities possible. Then it become, everything becomes no, in, no, in the knowledge where there Sarvatnya Bhava, that is what we call it as in the, when, when you know that Sarvam Khaluidam Brahma, that, that state again. Or, like Sushupti, it will become that you will know nothing. Both aspects will appear to be very similar where you negate the multiplicity, then you can either become a blank or you are what you are, if you are able to finely tune your mind, you will be able to observe that everything is nothing but knowledge. This difference in aspect is to be what is to be understood in the problem. Tasmat sarvaknyam, sarvaknya atnyam, sarvaknyam atnyam va jagat syad ekarupatkam. That is where the ekarupakatvam comes, that unity of in the multiplicity of the knowledge is happening. Not because when we are, you know, 
because we are saying that the jada is able to stand without the ishura vina ishuram vina that aspect is never possible because the objects can never be known tulye swayam prakashatve jada chetanayor mitah tulyameva prasajjeran grahya grahaka grahya indriyanam indriyanam now here he is bringing the prakashatvam so prakashatvam tulya prakashatvam jade chetane yor suppose what i am saying that here if the sentient and the insentient be alike self luminous then it would follow that each alike will be both object perceive and the same turn to be perceived by the other and so on and the sense organs being unrestricted with their scope of perception taste could also be known through the eye and so on see that is why he is saying that indriyanam aninemat chakshusha syurasadaya how does it happen tulyam swayam prakashatve jada chetana yormita if the jada and chetana both the sentient and insentient have equal self luminancy or self awareness then what the tulya meva prasajjeran then they will be all of them will be having the equal level of awareness then grahya grahaka adayaha will not happen the perceive the the one which is perceiving it and what is being perceived these type of things will become one and the same in that case what happens is that everything will every sense organ will be able to have the same awareness you will not be able to differentiate between the what the eye see and what the tongue taste between that between the tooth because it is all becoming the awareness aspect of it because it is not only that you are looking at with awareness even the objects are also having the same awareness in the same way which is giving that so there from them also the shape need not be known as a shape it will be pro, it will be pure aware it will be in the form of an awareness or chetana which will be which is possible to be picked up by any of our sense organs therefore the mix up of the sense organs can take place if it is not been if it is not been understood that swayaprakashata is only available in the observer not in the observed now the observed independently can become a swamprakashada when like two sentient beings are being becoming the he can have as a subjective experience and the objective experience but when when uh, when we are looking at an object whether it is sentient or insentient that solves the sentiency of the object is not what we are getting it but the insentient aspect of the object therefore we are able to perceive it through the different sense organs not mixed up as the same it is the same sentiency there is no difference see basically what it is coming to that statement is that sentiency whether it is in the the observer or in the observed the sentiency is only one and the same but the sentiency with which we are using the instruments like the 
five sense organs or perception when we are doing that, we are specifying the insentient aspects of the object. That is why we are not able to see the unity of the sentiency. Even for knowing the sentiency, we cannot use our sense organs is what is ultimately coming to. So, but it, without that, the sense organs cannot function also, which is being explained in the further ones. Ishira cognizes and acts through Upadis. So this is why the Upadi is coming which into the thing. Malina, Malina, Darshat, Darshapat, Paschat, Prag, Prag, Bhaga, Tulleyo, Kriya, Shakti, Jnana, Shakti, Shakti, Randha, Karana, Bhaga, Yoho, Pradivimbes, Puranishaha, Kartat, Jnaneti, Jnateti, Katyate. The manifesting himself is by way of reflection in the Kriya Shakti and Jnana Shakti. The Tulya Bhagayo, Kriya Shakti, Jnana Shakti, Andhakarana Bhagayo. Through the Andhakarana, the two sides of the Andhakarana, the inner, inner, inner organ of ours, it has got both the Kriya Shakti, means act, related to action, which is the, connected to the Prana. And Jnana Shakti is the knowledge aspect of it which are like unto the dull and the clear. The Kriya Shakti is the dull aspect. It cannot, it cannot have the, what you call, knowledge of apprehension or knowledge to know that. But only Jnana, knowledge, Jnana Shakti has the brightness, clearness with which it can observe. It is just like the dark and the light. The back and forth front sides of a mirror. The mirror can reflect only from one side of the mirror, the other side is not being, have the potency to reflect. The Lord is spoken of the doer and the knower. The Lord is spoken of as the then. Pradivimbes Pura Nishara. Pradivimbes Pura Nishara. In the Pradivimba, the Ishara when it is saying, Karta Jana Jnate Di Katyate. So he is the one who is, it is, why? That is why he is called both the Karta and Jnata because he has the aspect of both Kriya Shakti and Jnana Shakti even though the Kriya Shakti is not a potency to which the knowledge takes place it is a dull aspects of the Kriya Karma, Prana Adi whereas Buddhi Adi which is the Spuran where the reflection is happening therefore Jnana Adi Therefore, it is being said that it is the way which we are getting the knowledge. Now here, the mirror example is used for aspect of that, the Upadi, instrument through which we know, we come to know that in the, in the Buddhi or in the intellect, when the Chaitanya is reflecting, the Buddhi has the potency to reflect the awareness or knowledge not only by self-awareness, but also it is that with, from which the light emits to the world outside and the reflection of the light is cognized by the Buddhi that the objects are available for perception.
but the same Ishvara when it is functioning through the other than the buddhi of the body it is through the hands, limbs and sensor and the other aspect kriya for everything like hands, lungs, breathing etc all the pancha karma, karma karmendriya karmendriya has no potency to know something so both are being coming from the same source the Ishvara or the Chaitanya which is there due to the difference of the Ubadi like the mirror one side it can reflect the back side it cannot reflect same way the Buddhi can cognize perceive and have the awareness and knowledge of things but the other instruments of karm- Karmendriyas have no way by which they cognize or become aware of things. They are dull and you know non-reflective for as far as awareness is concerned. But both for the Karmendriya as well as Jnanendriya, the Chaitanya is the same which is being functioning through the body. So when we when we said in the in the Stotra, Jnana Chitra Kadotaras there you should understand that only through the holes the light can go out where there is no hole even though the light is coming from inside the pot is not able to reflect that light to the world outside and therefore we don't see anything those areas which is light is not coming out but that has insentient aspect of it so here both the aspects are converged together. The Ubadi where the reflection is possible, the intellect or the awareness is possible, that is called a Indriya or through the sense organs of perception. Whereas the Indriyas, other Indriyas which are there like the Karma Indriyas or the organs of action, there the, the awareness is not going outward to cognize anything. Only that, say you can say the sense of touch is the only place where you may see the hands and legs have got the karmendriya, but they also have the sense function. It is because not the hands and legs. It is the skin on the hands and legs which are the intellectual aspects or the perception period of sense of touch whereas the other organs like eyes ears and uh, smell taste they are all based on the knowledge of where the knowing aspect is able to go out and cognize the object and get the knowledge whereas the same thing when it is not being used for that purpose it is action or words of action. But in both the case, it is the Ishvara or the Chaitanya which is being functioning through the both these aspects of it. The organ of cognition. Buddhihi sattva gunotrasya nirmalaha darpano yata grinnadi vishayan chayatma Chayatma Chaya Anubhatata. 
like unto a clear mirror buddhi because of the predominance of sattva in it in the virtue of the reflection of atman in its receives the images of external objects now buddhi is is that which is being sold buddhi here means this not it is intellect you cannot call it as intellect alone that is the word the buddhi alone should be used as it is the or the organ of perception because manobuddhi hankara chitta is the function functional functional division of that same buddhi but here what you should understand is that the buddhi is that cognizing instrument in the body sattva guna utkarsha it is predominant with the sattva guna and nirmala because it doesn't have by itself any contamination of it like a darpana yada like a mirror which is reflecting so when we are saying that we are grinati or when we are saying that i am knowing an object actually speaking the atma is not the one which is knowing the buddhi because it is reflecting the chaitanya of the atma swaya prakasha so prakasha of atma it is the buddhi which is saying aham janami i know it or buddhi the intellect is perceiving the objects here we have to make subtle difference because the uh, the awareness which is reflected in the buddhi is the reason why we have the individuality also that individuality with which we cognize is of the buddhi but atma is nishkriya nirmala and have no doership or anything like that it is just like the light which is ever shining but the moment we see a the first sloka vishyandarpana drishyamana nagari like the mirror which was reflecting our face and when we are interacting with the image in the mirror the image in the mirror and we are forgetting that we are not the image in the mirror but we interact as if it is we it is we are in the mirror inside the mirror but inside the mirror there is only a reflection but all transaction is taking place looking at the mirror and the reflection in the mirror beautifying the hair or you know decorating our face or shaving or whatever may be the activity which you are doing we are doing it on the image but actually it is happening on our face but we are not able to see our face but we are doing it using the mirror and the image in the mirror as a reflection same way here the atma has no role to play it is only it is there shining it the buddhi where the atma shining is reflecting is the one which is going through the sense organs and when it is getting reflected in the buddhi then the buddhi is the one which is saying i am knowing the object or i am seeing an object or i am seeing a color i am seeing an animal or a bird or everything whereas the light for the buddhi or the chaitanya for the buddhi 
is of the Atma. So that is the reason why the Buddhi, Sattvaguna and Nirmalata, the more we have a Sattvaguna based Buddhi, the more will be the potency to know the reality. If it is clouded or with uh, Vasanas and uh, Ragadvesha, all those likes and dislikes and everything, this becomes Rajas and Tamas will become in increasing in that and then you will get into covetousness and forgetfulness or that I am selfishness, Abuddhi, Ankara, Chitta, all those things are there. In a Shuddha Chitta, Nirmala Chittam, in the pure awareness what, and the, in the body, what happens with that, it becomes translucent. The mirror, the buddhi, because the buddhi loses its independent, reflective nature type of it. It becomes one with the atma type of a thing. Like the mirror losing the coating behind the mirror, what happens is that the light passes through it like that. The buddhi do not own the ownership anymore, nor does the atma have ownership right from the beginning, so nor will there be any any effect on the buddhi and such a clear buddhi is the one which is having no no attachment no likes or dislike or anything so it is it is this condition of the the purpose of cognition in the buddhi when we make it more and more pure through the removal of the dirt of malam sattva rajas tamas when it becomes predominantly sattva and all those things it becomes much more clearer for the knowledge to shine in itself. And the object which is enlightened by the reflected light from the buddhi also will be having the purity of the light. It is just like suppose that the, if the mirror had a, a blue color, the light which it emits from the blue from the mirror will be blue in color. So even if it, the object is white in color, it will appear to be blue. This is exactly how it happens when we when when we do the clear the thing that likes and dislikes are we feel on the object is because likes and dislike is in our buddhi. The objects as it they stand they are all pure. They have their own nature. That there cannot be changed. But whether it is likable or not likable, love it, hate it, all those things are happening because the quality of the buddhi with which it, the light is that Chaitanya from the Atma is being reflected onto the objects for perception. The purer the objects, the purer the intellect comes or the buddhi becomes, lesser will be the ownership of the buddhi that I am the one who is observing it and the vasanas in the buddhi when it gets reduced, there will not be any ragadvesha like likes and dislikes or you know selfishness, all those even the you know memory, remember forgetfulness or you know recollection, all those things will be in a better state. So this importance of the buddhi is what is we one need to understand in the as a organ of cognition, not only for knowing the world in its purity, but also having to attain a state of, you know, nisangata 
or unattached or detached aspect of when in action. So in action when you want to be detached, it is the purity of the intellect or the buddhi which plays the important role in it. Andakkarana sambandha nikhilani indriyanyapi radhangane Radha Anga Nemi Valiye Kalita Iva Kilaka Radhanga Nemi How is it? Radhanga Nemi Iva Laye, kileta kiva kalika. So what does it say then? And so do all the indriyas, senses, because of their connection with antakarana, they are all like spokes attached to retha, or nemi valaye. Like the spokes in the attached to the belly of the wheel. So the, the instruments like antakarana, Nikhilani Indriyaniyapi, all the Indriya, all the sense organs are not independent functionaries. The independent functionaries of the sense organs are not there. It, they are all dependent upon the buddhi. The quality of the buddhi or the intellect or the percep perception instrument will decide the beauty or the purity of the sense organs through which they also comprehend the world outside. Therefore, the Andhakarana Shuddhi or the Buddhi Shuddhi is Sambandha, is the relation because of which every object which is being perceived by our different sense organs also get their purity from the duty of the purity of the intellect. Then from here onward, the tenth onwards, it is. I'll read the tenth and eleventh uh, uh, line, but this is not as per the Advaita philosophy. Then we will jump straight away to the uh, Vartika 23 onwards, where we can discuss about it. But uh, just for the ex explanation part, I will just read it and explain it that because this is talking about the Upadi or the instrument through which it is functioning. Nadyandakarane Syuta Jalasyuta Sutravat Thavistu Golakandibi Prasarpandi Spulingavat Karanani Samastani Yadastum Vishayam Pradi. These are the nadis woven into Andakarana, like unto threads woven into the net, by them verily reaching up to the physical regions of the sensation. All sense organs move like sparks of fire toward their respective objects. Now from here onwards till the 22nd uh, Vartika, he is talking about the you know, Muladhara, the other sense organs and everything, which is more of a descriptive point of view. It is not from the Advaitic aspect of view. And it has taken more from the uh, Muladhara and uh, etc. this thing. But basically, in this mantra, what we will have to understand is that the sense organs are connected to the intellect through systems of 
nadis nadis are not nerves they are all subtle connections something like the neurons in the brain how they are being connected through for the it is the the modern science talks about neurons in the brain whereas in this thing they use the word nadi and nadi there is in the chandogya there is a detailed discussion about the different colors of the nadi and how the sattva rajas tamas is different depending upon how the nadis are colored there are, they say the 72000 nadis are there for each organs in the body so each and the predominance of whether it is white blue or red will decide whether it is sattva rajas tamas and that how the function of the sense organs are happening there is a detailed discussion in the chandogya upanishads on that so that let me not get into those aspects of it because they are not talking about the philosophical aspect of it it's more for people who are bodily oriented and they were think the body is reality and the body should be is the way in which the body functions we should understand one thing from our thing that it is all residing they are all connected by the intellect buddhi for the proper function through the sense organs whether it is eyes the sabda sparsha rasa rupa gandha all the five sense organs purity of functioning depends upon the purity of the intellect if the intellect antakarana here antakarana should is inclusive of all aspects of the buddhi mana buddhi ahankara chitta all the four aspects of the antakarana is the quality of that is what is depending or the reason with which our our perception of the world also becomes purer the purer the intellect becomes or the antakarana becomes the cop, the apprehension the comprehension of the world the the way in which we see the world also will become dependent upon the quality of the intellect therefore ubadi for the ishwara or the chaitanya within each of the bodies to perform they the ishwara is not a performer not na karta na bhokta he is neither the doer nor the enjoyer it is the reflected aspect of the buddhi which is making us feel that i am an individual and the purity of my intellect or my antakarana in the internal organs will will be the one which is controlling my sense organs and their perception of the world whether i get affected by the world outside whether i am not unaffected by anything happening whether i have selfishness or ego or all those aspects will depend upon the purity of the antakarana but the chaitanya the purity the the, the atma with this with this the one which is reflecting in the buddhi has no role for neither he is a doer nor he is an enjoyer this is the what we we have done then we will take the 23rd mantra 23rd vartika onwards in the next class next week we may not have the class so one after one week because we are meeting in bangalore so week after that we'll meet again okay any questions why was the why do you say that the physical uh description is is not per uh advaita this is shankar's work how 
why are you excluding it? It is not the Shankara's work doesn't talk about the uh, Moladhara and the Nadis etc. It is the Vartika of Sureshwarachara which is talking about it. Shankara has written only that sloka which is a Nana Chitra Kadotarasakata, that sloka only. In that there is no mentioning of the Nadis or the what you call uh, Moladhara etc. That Sushumna Nadi or uh, you know, different chakras etc. But why why the discussion? Just because it's physical in its in its description, it it becomes disqualified from then 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 this is just an abstract um, discussion. It's not a detailed discussion. Just because there's so-called physicality, um, flesh and organs and structure involved, right. doesn't doesn't take it away from reality. It, it, is, it is, actually speaking, even the intellect, the Andhakarana Buddhi which we are talking about, is not what we are. <laughs> right? Yeah, of course, but the, the point the, is... The, is space, the space has not become the mud. But there's even a process the mud, to it, even though it's an appearance. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a point. I totally understand why I do. I asked and I knew the answer, but it, but there's a point. This is a, <laughs> I'll have to think about it more. There's a, there, there can be a detailed description of how it happens. It's yeah, not happening, are, but see, the, the I, I agree with you, Patrick. <laughs> I agree with you 100% with you, what you're saying. But is it of any help then? We can discuss it, no doubt about it. But I find that it has no contribution to getting a clarity unless you are so engrossed in the reality of your physical physicality. Maybe on the first pass, it's the the, the teacher says we're going to on our second reading of this, we'll go into detail because. For many of us, this isn't our first introduction to an Advaitic idea, but I, but with this was, at least I thought this was a more detailed discussion of how the appearance actually actualizes. I mean, right. at some point, you all you do is sit back and say it's an appearance, and it's just that happening. And but but. Anyway, I I'll have to think about it to know that I there's it's more to there's more to it. My feeling is is that I understand that it's an appearance. Ultimately, there's no question. It it is only that, and and the right. details are really less relevant. But it it's it's far too grand to be merely an appearance and that's an important statement it's just far too intricate and far too profound to be just merely an appearance it happens like this there are there are causes or at least instruments in the whole process to to bring about the the appearance is maybe the way i should say it do you know what i mean right yeah, I know, understood what I'm saying. Now, I'll give you, I'll ask you a question. 
when you when you are hungry you have got your meal served in a plate and by the side you have been given the fork and spoon and uh, and knife etc all of the and the glass water now when you are hungry to know to quench the hunger if you are not hungry you will look into all the details who is the manufacturer of the spoon whether there is a brand name of it whether it is made in uh, which country and what is the shape etc you are not hungry so that time you can get into the details of the spoon and the plate whether it is china or uh, you know bone china or whatever may be the plate or is it silver plate or whatever may be that but your purpose is when you are hungry you don't look whether you are using a spoon or a fork all you will be busy will be to push it down your mouth the purpose of sitting there and having the food is to quench your hunger not to appreciate the decoration of the dining table and the qualities of the spoon and the plates cutlery but without the spoon and the cutlery the spoon the food cannot be served so you should give importance yeah that is an aspect which you can take i am not denying it but does it serve in quenching your hunger i think it's relative to the the type of hunger there's a <laughs> the yeah. Western like science is trying to explain this right now, and and uh, Dharma explains all of it in detail. It's not science, but it's better than science in a way. All the rishis had all of this information and knew it all. They asked all the questions and asked answered them as well. This is superior to Western science. Right, I I'm not denying it. but the thing is that they didn't have the gadgets what western science has today but what's fun is that you're actually not genuinely not interested in the details i admire that yeah i, <laughs> I totally admire me, it but it's, but it's funny no see is is where there there is a need for investigative approach to the you know the philosophy which is being given i will get into it threadbare because that helps all of us but if it is has it has lesser relevance that is auxiliary in nature i will rather skip through that and those yeah, who I mean, want to study can ask study that if you have a question i am i will uh, i will take the question in the next class and i can answer that Yeah yeah. I think it's more like when we say like there's all these different discussions that go on about the mind and the aspects of the mind and what's doing what. I always care, I couldn't care less about that. I just see it as that's Brahman. So there's no need to know the the intricacies sometimes. I just think in in this this is such a you know important part of it. I'm going to learn <laughs> more about yeah, this. Yeah. In fact if in fact if you analyze every or every of our actions you will find that yeah. most of the time we are more interested in the knowledge aspect of than than the interaction part of it yeah okay. why is it so it is because that is what we are we are we are 
knowledge per, per se. So our predominance will be to know things or when, when experiencing also, we are knowing things. Through the experiences also, there is nothing but knowledge which is happening. The objects, the events, the, the other details related to our only, only auxiliary for getting the knowledge converted into our system. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, Thank you. we'll stop here today. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Arihiyom Sri Guru Pyonamaha Arihiyom Thank you all. Namaskaram.